No, it's fine. I just, I was surprised. Double Dungeon Radio Show. Double Dungeon Radio Show. I think it's Double Dungeon episode 39. Already? I think so. I wow. think that's right. Yeah. Uh, it's Thursday, March 3rd of the year 2021. Isn't it Wednesday? Wednesday, March 3rd <laughs> of the year 2021. Ooh. Um, this is Rafi. That's Adi. Hi. Um, let's uh, do the show here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Adi? Yes. Do you want to do, we can, we can, do you want hot takes first? Is that what we usually or do? Or what? The, like a rundown of the show? Are you doing that anymore? I, I'm over it. I'm not doing that. Over it. Over it. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's, I think it's hot, time for some hot, hot take takes. Or what's the other one? The phrase of the day? Or is that the other phrase show? Phrase of the day is the other show. You're. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hot take the phrase that tracks is useless and you should stop using it I, I i don't get why people say that tracks just say that makes sense yeah i i can only think of one person i've known that tends to say that and it, it would lead me to believe that i should not be saying it well that tracks <laughs> <laughs> that was it (laughs) (laughs) uh i was thinking today so i watched cpac which is a conservative political convention i watched trump's entire 90 minute speech um wow it was 90 minutes Uh, it was pretty stupid full lecture but he was while he was up there he was like oh make sure that you donate to he started his own pack trump pack or something i don't know what it's called but his political action campaign committee whatever um his own fund uh, and he's like begging for people to give money to that instead of the Republican Party. Here's the thing about Donald Trump: why, why is a billionaire asking for money? Remember that was like his whole thing when he was running was that I'm self-funded. I don't need government funds. I don't need yeah. these big. Why, why is he asking? He's been that asking worked while he was running. He's been asking for a lot of money recently. He was oh. like, I need money to fight the election fraud. I need money to fight these legal fees. I need money to. I thought he was a billionaire. You got your own money. Figure it out. Hot take. I don't know. That's not really a hot take, but figure <laughs> it out, Trump. Um, this is uh, an uninformed hot take. Okay. I guess because I'm concerned. Uh, so Kelly Marie Tran mm-hmm. is an actress. Yes. Who is apparently quite controversial, or something? Uh, I don't. I don't actually know anything. I know I she don't... was in a Star Wars, which which the one with John Boyega. Yeah. Which one was it that that was like? Wasn't she in like two of them or I don't know. I don't, I, I, we only saw the first one and then I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. I'm not watching the rest. <laughs> and we watched we watched Solo and I actually liked Solo more than the other oh, one. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, Solo yeah. was better than the other series. Yeah. Anyway, so people, I don't know if they don't like her. I don't know what's going on with her. I only have one hot take about, uh, I have to look at her name again. Kelly okay. Marie Tran. Yes. She's got an enormous head. It is gigantic. She has a huge oh. head. Enormous. And... That's fantastic. That's the mark of a great actor right there. I'm not kidding. No, I'm, you've said this I've before said it, about I've other people. I've probably talked about it before yeah. on the show. She's probably a fantastic actress because having a giant head means you have more room for emotion. And that's why, like when I met Harvey Keitel, his head is like the size of a watermelon. 
like that's well, that's the way a lot of like leading Hollywood actors are is that they're actually relatively short, like my height or maybe a couple inches taller, but then they have an enormous head <laughs> and it really gets that emotion through on film. Wow. So anyway, she's probably a fantastic actress, but she has a huge head. That's my, my hot take. Adi. Is yeah, that, yeah, is that, I, is that offensive? No, no. I was just, I was just, I, I'm not thinking of it as offensive. I was just processing that that was a topic, <laughs> like not in a negative light, just, just, in any light. This is my show. We'll do whatever I want. <laughs> Adi. Yes. Let's uh let's talk about uh why something <laughs> is uh is popular. Alright, so we're gonna start with the the we're on a trend on a roll here Woo! of Tasting non-alcoholic beers. I have yeah. I kn- I have a feeling this one is good because off of show. Here's the problem: is that I've been doing things too much, too m- <laughs> not saving content for the show. Which you've been living we'll your talk life. About. Yeah, I've been living my life, unfortunately, instead of not, you know, on the show. So I at the grocery store got how do you pronounce that? Klosthaler. Sure. It's a German non-alcoholic beer, um, and they had one that said dry hopped. And I love dry hopped beers, so that was the one I wanted to try. And it was actually pretty good. That's Raphael Trivia. It tasted like beer. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good beer. Um, it's 80. This one's 96 calories. How come the dry hopped one <laughs> is less calories than the one that isn't dry hopped? I have no idea. It's weird. Anyway, you would know. Uh, so we're going to try it. This is the original. <laughs> I accidentally bought the original because we were stopping by to talk to our friend Figiani. And uh, he likes non-alcoholic beer. And I was like, hey, this one's pretty good. Uh, and I accidentally ran in and bought the wrong one. So now we're going to taste the original. All right. Cost dollar. You can get this at the grocery store. Here we go. It's. Pr- I have a feeling it's probably going to be better than the Heineken. And the Heineken was the previous highly rated one. Okay. No, it's about the same as the Heineken. Oh, it is? Oh, I get to it's try it. It's not quite it. as okay. sweet. Yeah, that's for you. Um, it tastes like... Uh, a Heineken. It tastes like Heineken. Just makes me it's think a little, of Malta again. It's a little corny. So that's the thing is I'm mad because I meant to buy the dry hopped one. And the dry hopped one tastes like kind of more of an amber hmm. ale in terms of flavor. This one just tastes like... It's good. It, it just tastes like Heineken, which is not my favorite. Malta. But yeah, it does taste kind of like Malta. Like I can see that. So this one, uh, Klaus Thaler Original, I would give... A C. That's all right. The Klossaller, the dry hopped one, I give that a B and maybe B plus in terms of non-alcoholic Ooh. beer because it, it actually does taste pretty good. So yeah, this one's a B or a C, I mean. So uh, we have another thing that we're going to try. Uh, okay. I, I had to, I again, we were wasting content. Oh, because uh, I, <laughs> yeah. li- I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about shamrock shakes and they were like, oh, it's shamrock shake time of year again. We got to get our yearly shamrock shake. And I was like, you know what? I have never in my life thought to have a shamrock shake. I had a uh, roommate in college that loved them. Yeah. He used to always get them, but I never. My we, co- we, yeah. For a while, you couldn't even get it at every McDonald's. So when we, well, yeah. we went around town to go get him a shamrock shake. Uh, I forgot about that. I think we had to go to the one in uh, on 14th Street mm-hmm. uh, to get him the shamrock shake. That's but funny. he loved it. I never got it. Uh, but uh, So we got one today uh, and stupidly... We got it before the show, but yeah. I, thought, I had never had one. I thought quick, so I grabbed my phone and we recorded. So this is very 
hard to hear <laughs> in some places because the the traffic. But here we go. All right, so we're testing the Shamrock Shake. Shamrock shake. I accidentally messed up and got it too early in the day. Just yeah, on personal, personal time. Um, I'm hoping this recording is going through, but our review is as follows. Adi, what do you oh, think of it? Like what I just like with the cupcakes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was saying that you know it's like when you want to you, you grab a cupcake and you hope it's got buttercream on it, and instead it's other stuff. It's whippy. Tastes like whippy foam. Yeah, it's fine. It's I think it tastes not, good. I think it's, it's not amazing. It was three dollars, which. I think it's a fair price for what appears to be 12 ounces. I love the Easter green, like, color. It's not as minty as I was expecting, which is actually good. A good thing. There's a lot of... But then, here's the problem, too. Is it tastes like whippy, but then there's also whippy stuff on top, too. So yeah. it's like, that's a lot of whippy flavoring. Anyway. Any other thoughts? I kind of like it. Kind of like it? it? Is it worth getting one a year? One a year, because, you know, otherwise I still go for the vanilla. Yeah. All right, well, I hope this recording works. It did work. <laughs> Spoiler. Is our is our show better with the traffic in the background? Yeah, there was a huge truck like part of the way through. Uh, when I say whippy, I mean uh, what is that fr- that frosting that you can? It's like an icing uh, ready whip, but ready whip is made of I think it's whipped soy powder, like instant creamer, non dairy instant creamer. You can whip that, and I think that's what ready whip is. So that's what it tastes like. Um, yeah. Again, I was actually pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as minty as i thought it was going to be it was just very like slightly minty so i give it shamrock shake c plus c plus i thought you liked it more than that it you don't have to change your grade i think c plus because it was over the top creamy Mm -hmm. and after i got done drinking it it like left a film in my mouth and i was like this is not (laughs) fantastic i do it does get a b in terms of serving size because it was oh yeah it, it, we got the small and it was that was plenty and i would not upgrade yeah um i mean bang for the buck three dollars for that was fine so uh yeah so c c plus whatever um adi yes uh i have some low-hanging fruit we want some low-hanging so new york post wait was it new york post no it was new york magazine uh, released an article this week all about the hot new fashion trend. What is it? Zizmore core. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently during COVID, a new fashion trend has risen up here in New York City that they have dubbed. Who dubbed it this? Did they dub know. it? Maybe. Somebody dubbed it. They dubbed it Zizmore core. Zizmore being Dr. Zizmore. Dr. Who was Zizmore. Dr. Zizmore who had, do they still run his ads? I think so. Uh, in the subway. It was like on every single subway train for a long time. You would look up and see a photograph of... He yeah, kinda looks like a He kind of looks like a ghoul. He's he's a little weird Aww. looking. Um, but he's got like a rainbow background. Yeah. And it's like how to fix... And then they've got that photo of that one lady with the really blotchy skin. Mm-hmm. And then next to it, her with better skin. Yeah. So they've, uh, they've dubbed this fashion trend Zizmore Core. And what it consists of is wearing hyper-local t-shirts and hats and whatever that are your local businesses um, because a lot of people were upset that they couldn't support local businesses in some way it, like by shopping there mm-hmm. so people started buying local business gear to try and help out so now everybody's got a ton of local business t-shirts i guess i see um 
And uh, so the examples that they were giving was like, first of all, they they showed a picture of Desus, Desus, the guy from he's he hosts uh, the Bodega Boys. He's one of the hosts for that. And they showed him wearing they were like, oh, here he is showing his Zizmore core by wearing a New York Yankees hat. And I was like, everybody up there wears oh, a Yankees not, hat. That's yeah, not Zizmore core. And they've always worn the Yankees hat. Yeah. yeah so, so. Uh, so I disagree with that. But then they showed what's the lollipop head guy? Lollipop head. Yeah, the actor who oh, looks uh, like a puppet. Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Uh, they showed Timothy Chalamet <laughs> wearing a gem spa hat. Gem spa. I had to look it up because I couldn't even think of where gem spa was. It's the, yeah, it's a store on, on the corner of St. Mark's. Yeah. Um, they showed him wearing that. And I noticed I had seen at least once, if not twice, girls with gem spa hats recently. And uh, I found out what happened is gem spa actually closed and they moved, they're still selling their merchandise online. So yeah. um, another example that they had, I should say the last example because I don't remember any other ones. <laughs> they had uh, the guy that was um, from the movie where there's the rabbit that he shoots in the eye and it's a weird... Rabbit that he shoots in an eye? Yeah, it's... Uh, God, I should have thought of this before. He... Uh, what other movies? He's a sister uh, or the brother of the lady that was in the movie where the guy... Oh, man... This is terrible. Now this I, is some now bad I want to know. I okay. don't know. I, I yeah, gotta, it's, it's I like gotta, a guessing I game. I want to win. Uh, he's an actor who's okay. very scruffy, and uh, he's got crazy eyes. And crazy eyes. He was in. He was in uh, Nightcrawler. Oh, I don't. I'm, that's that's not a good. Uh, Gyllenhaal. Jake. Maggie Gyllenhaal's brother. Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> we got there. Wow. That that's, was a. You, I, you are a guy. If those were the hints to Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was in there, and he was wearing a Donnie Russ... Darko. Like, uh, Donnie Darko. That's the one where he shoots a rabbit in the eye. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, he was wearing a Russ and Daughters shirt, uh, which is a local New York business. So they oh, were yeah. including that in. This that more counts. Core. So I agree. I think that counts. Uh, the New York Yankees hat does not. So, no, that's just so People extreme. always recommend that podcast. I've never actually tried listening. Maybe I should try Oh, the Boys. Oh, Boys. very, very popular. I know. Huh. So um, I'm too busy listening to Alex Jones all day. No. So Adi. Yes. I think it's time to get on with the show. We're all going to die. So Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced yesterday that they will be reopening at maximum or at regular capacity, no restrictions, and they are lifting the local mask mandates. Um, so they're just open. Texas is open for business, Adi. How do you yeah. feel about that? Um, that's, I didn't, you know, aren't they going through enough right now? <laughs> that's, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, whatever. Aren't they? Uh, Texas, yeah, right? Yeah, it Texas. Just, they, it's a good way to, uh. Isn't there a lot going on down there? To throw some heat off of you guys for mismanaging the, uh, electrical situation yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, mismanagement. Yeah. It's, as a treat, you can all just do whatever you want is it's, the. Yeah, don't let them distract you. Um, Today, he wrote on Twitter uh, that (laughs) a a post that blamed Joe Biden 
for apparently releasing hundreds of illegal immigrants into the Texas population who he says were COVID positive. And he said <laughs> that Joe Biden was trying to infect good Texans. Who by... believes that? I don't know, but it's hilarious. How does nobody think this is very obviously he's going to bring it up if there is a spike? He's going to say it, what, it wasn't the mask restrictions. No. It was the illegal immigrants that Joe Biden, yeah. evil mastermind, that's so cr- sicked that's, on us. That's so. so crazy to me. I think that's, that's I'm, I'm psychic predicting that. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I also wanted to say that Cuomo just announced today that uh, event spaces can reopen in a month on April 1st mm. at 33% capacity. 33. 33. What, what is the, with the n- numerical discrepancy? Because bars and restaurants are open at 35. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. 2%. That's one third. What, what is that? 2% of a person is like two fingers. They got to chop them off at the door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I wonder where the numbers are from. Adi. If anywhere. Yes. Uh, the internet is completely over. So this is a topic that I actually tried to do research on, and I have to tell you, okay, it's so extremely stupid that I still have no idea what's going on. What do you mean? So Kings of Leon just announced today that they are releasing their new album, Kings of Leon, Kings of Leon, I don't, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it's a band. Yeah, yeah, Kings they, of Leon. They are right? they are releasing their new album. As a non-fungible token, which is a new hot internet thing. It's been around for a minute. What? Yeah, that's that was my reaction. And what's crazy is I had just listened to a piece on NPR about how the NBA is releasing, for example, LeBron James dunk highlight uh-huh. videos as non-fungible tokens that people can buy. What is that? I don't know. I've, I, I've, I'm not being it's, a jerk. Yeah. I literally tried to read what is what does this mean? Is that one of those things where, you know, you you can't share with anyone and you lose that's, it if you lose your password? This is the thing like, is why, like, what is this? That's exactly what. I, so people were like, well, it's bitcoins. But instead of owning a coin, you own the album on blockchain. Why can't you just pay for the? I don't know. I this doesn't make any. I don't. Money. I don't understand. I've listened to three different pieces on it now, or two different pieces <laughs> on it. I read articles about it. Yeah. I have no idea why I would want it as a non fungible token. So if, we need people to call in. If anyone knows, uh, please email us. Yeah. Hot, double dungeon at hotmail dot com, or you can always uh, give us a call. The voicemail, as always. <laughs> Yeah, what's the benefit? Who benefits from why, this? Why do I want my my music on a blockchain? I don't understand. I, I, and that's <laughs> the other thing is with the NBA thing, they were like, oh, well, you would then own this highlight film of LeBron James that you can also find on YouTube, but you don't own it when it's on YouTube. You yeah, but, own it. And it's like, wait, do I do really I own, own do I own the film of that dunk? Like, can <laughs> I can I sell my footage of this dunk yeah. to some network? I, I don't understand this at all. If anybody has any idea... That's, yeah, they're again, misleading you. I'm actually... I've been doing investigative stuff on this. I have no idea what is going on with this. I have a feeling it's just... I have a feeling it's just a new DRM, digital rights yeah. management thing. And this is like getting people excited for digital you rights management. I still don't know. Yeah. I, 
I, I, yeah, I don't know. If anybody knows what this is, please enlighten me. Adi. Sounds terrible. Yes. Our phones are killing us. (laughs) I've actually kind of run out of topics for this. For... Wait, oh, for, for phones? Phones or? killing us because okay. it's like the same article over and over about yeah. how phone usage before bed is ruining your sleep patterns. Uh-huh. Phone usage is ruining <laughs> is ruining <laughs> uh, people's reading. People aren't reading as much. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just skip all that and I'm going to just talk about something I was excited about phones oh. recently. We, the other night, saw uh, a friend of a friend who had the Samsung Flip, which is the first flip full screen smartphone that I've ever actually been able to hold in my hands. Mm, yeah, it's something that same. I've been following for a long time. It looks exactly like a Game Boy Advance SP, which I own. Yeah, it looks exactly it like that. It's just as fat and bulky and weird. But well, it has, because she had a, a cover that reminds you of the she, Game Boy. That's part of it. But I mean, yeah. it's even without the cover. That was a very thin cover that was on there. Um, but when you fold it open, it's like super long. It's The, the proportions are super yeah. long, uh, which I actually kind of liked because then you can actually move your thumb from one side of the screen to the other uh left to right whereas on most phones you can't it's it's too wide proportionally um i was very was excited cool. i was very excited about it and she was like oh, i got a great deal it was on sale at B&H so i looked it up online it's like $650 i'm not paying that that's after what? after having bought a $100 phone and this last phone being $129 yeah. i can't justify the price i and i understand people are buying iphones that are like fifteen hundred dollars an yeah. hour or more like it's not worth it it's not worth it people are stupid <laughs> everybody's stupid but me <laughs> wow <laughs> uh Adi. for the price of one yes social media stings So speaking of Texas, as we just were, uh, we may have, did we touch on t- the fake snow in Texas? No, I don't <laughs> so, know what you're talking about. Okay, good. So people in Texas were saying that I, I talked about the conspiracy theory that Joe Biden turned harp on to attack Texas. Yeah, yeah. People were saying that the snow there was produced snow. It wasn't real snow. It was fake what? snow. What are they and talking about? And so they had about? like TikTok videos of people. They were out in the snow piles. And they were crunching it up uh-huh. and trying to make a snowball, and it was just falling apart again, like into back into powder. And they, they were like, "This is fake snow. I've never seen snow behave like this." And then they were also they were there was a video of a girl piling up snow and then trying to burn it with a lighter to melt it, and there was no melting happening. No, you couldn't see any water coming off of the snowball. Fake snow. The government faked the this. Snow. This is I, yeah. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> it's. But that's the thing is that they've been there have been videos of people saying that snow was fake for like six years. I looked into it. the The first incidents of fake snow hysteria started yeah. during I can't remember. It was some other government mishandling a, a snowstorm. People are so, so stupid. Why are they saying? Wait, what? Who benefits from fake snow? Joe Biden, because he makes it look bad on Texas. But here's I my see. thing. Who are these people who are watching videos of Texans handling snow, saying it's not real snow, 
they don't know anything about snow. What are they, That's what I was thinking. Anytime yeah. they get like a dusting, there's like huge massive pileups all over the place. So <laughs> supermarkets empty. Yeah. yeah. And so the video of the person who's like, this isn't real snow. You can tell because it's falling apart again into powder. That's powder snow. That's like yeah. perfect skiing snow. That's you not. Yeah. You don't know anything That's about funny. snow. So um, and then the melting people were holding snowballs over lighters. Like I said, mm-hmm. they explained it. The way that it works is that the water that is actually melted uh, off the snowball actually gets becomes like slushy on the inside of the snowball so it kind of gets sucked back really? into the snow it's called sublimation so oh. very interesting anyway yeah so don't trust texans about snow okay Adi. yes we live in a surveillance state you've been living in a surveillance state Adi. yeah you keep receiving emails, friendly, not emails, sorry, friendly letters. Letters, yeah. I don't our, like this at all. From our electric company. It's As we touched on before, uh, about two months ago, three months ago, they installed the smart meter in the yeah. basement, which is definitely giving us like, you know, some kind of brain cancer or something oh, terrible. Oh, don't say that. That's, it's controlling our minds. It's government you were just making fun of the Texas people talking about snow and then look what you're saying. Okay, so they installed the smart meter. We're the closest to it in the building too. We're right here. It's If it's giving off radiation, it's going we'll straight into go. our genes. Um, and so since they installed that, we've been receiving letters from the electric company. Yeah. Including such interesting observations as you are an evening and night user of electricity. <laughs> it's like, oh, you mean when the sun goes down? Yeah, we turn the lights on when the sun goes down. Yeah. They're well, such creeps. Why are you telling me about this electric company? <laughs> I didn't ask for this. Yeah. What are I they don't ob- want to know that you're creeping on me. Have they have they given us any other observations? Um, no, they make a comment about how to reduce your electricity, you know, during the time that you're using it more. It's this, I, I, it's probably the same scam that the water company ran in Denver where they promoted they did this massive water reduction campaign where they were encouraging everybody to install low flow everything don't Mm -hmm. water your lawns stop using so much water stop using so much water and then they jacked up the price because they said demand was down so they had to adjust price to balance out yeah it's a scam Uh it's a scam so (laughs) adi creepers and scammers creepers and scammers adi yes we live in hard times I was in Manhattan yesterday, and I noticed, it's probably been gone a while, because I don't go into Manhattan that often, but a perfect allegory for, is that the right word? Whatever. For how New York City has changed, is that there was a pizza place on 14th Street, right near the NYU dorm, Mm -hmm. that was there for a long time, and it was very, very mediocre pizza. It was not good. By Irving Place? Yeah. 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 It was there for a Mediocre long time. is the right word. It was there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed that it's not there anymore. Did you know this? I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's not there anymore. Wow. It has been completely replaced with a bank. What? Yeah, so. Really? Yeah, I think it's a uh, bank of the, no, not bank of the West. What's the, what's the one that scammed everybody? Um, let me see if I wrote that it down. It could be here. any of them. <laughs> That's true. It's a Wells Fargo. That's <laughs> Wells what it is. Fargo. Wells Fargo. Oh, that is the one that scammed everybody. So it's everybody. a Wells Fargo bank now. And that. Wow. Is. There's so many 
bar, like retail spaces that closed and there's nothing there or they're waiting for a bank or a CVS yeah. to move in. It's it's horrible. You, you know, they're like, I've passed by two banks that have opened in the past couple of years that have like coffee places inside them. To I try saw and that. Pretend that there's it's one on there's local. one on um, there's one on Bedford that has a coffee place inside. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, but I go in and even if you kind of make it seem like a Joe's coffee still very aware that you're in a bank it's yeah, like it's, it's not enough like they they're like oh we're gonna do it you're gonna feel like you're in the coffee place and we're like but but you're not <laughs> you can tell it's awkward um one other uh note about hard times this mm-hmm. is a story that i carried over from last show okay um so I, as you know i've been listening to a lot of steely dan which is weird now i, I know steely dan is a band that as a kid i always hated and now as an adult i'm like you know this very over-the-top smooth production style <laughs> really speaks to me as an adult contemporary listener, except wow. it's not contemporary. Um, <laughs> so I've been listening to Steely Dan. They have an album that's called Pretzel Logic, and on Pretzel Logic is the song Ricky Don't Lose That Number, which is the one that I play a lot oh, while I'm okay. cooking or whatever. Yeah. So on the album cover of Pretzel Logic, it's a man standing in a New York City park with a pretzel cart. And first of all, he misspelled pretzels. He put the L in the wrong place. He moved the E and the L. Pretzla. Pretzla. Uh, But second of all, he's selling his pretzels. This album was released, I think, in 73. So uh, when this album came out, the pretzels were selling for 15 cents in the park. And I adjusted for inflation. And 15 cents in 1973 is worth $1 almost exactly today. Oh, and then I did a little more research because I don't eat pretzels from carts. Yeah. New York City uh, has uniform pricing on pretzels in the park. They are $2. And $2. this is exactly why millennials aren't buying houses because <laughs> pretzels are twice as expensive as they're supposed to be. So. There you have it. Yeah. That's, that's it. Hard times, Adi. Hard, Hard times. times. Adi. Yes. Cash only. I have gotten three emails in the past like two months from Venmo and they keep saying, they keep saying, Hey, Raphael, here's $5. Just come get it. Just use, just, you just got to download our app. And I'm like, you're just paying people to sign up for Venmo now. Is that the thing? I guess. So I am not doing it because Venmo is extra (laughs) creepy. People don't know. I was just talking about it last night. Yeah. People don't know that the way that Venmo works is that you give it, you log it. It, it, it Number one, it doesn't even work with my bank because it's a credit union. Uh, it's a small credit union and they have their own proprietary website. The way that Venmo works is uh, you authorize it to use what's called the Plaid Network and it then logs into your bank's website for you and does the transfer automatically using algorithms uh, and meanwhile, while it's in your signed in as you, it's also downloading your entire transaction history so creepy. and storing it on Venmo's servers for them to use. So that's why it doesn't cost anything, right? It's got a small transaction fee. You don't even know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't do anything complicated with it. All you know is that you would, can. It you can cost me anything. Send a little flamingo with every transaction. Yeah, flamingo floaty. And that's your favorite. So. <laughs> Um, I know I keep you ever since you told me about that I'm like oh I should get rid of it but then every now and then we go to like a food truck and 
you know, if you don't have enough cash, you're like, we also take Venmo. And I'm like, well, I'm really happy I have this app yeah. then. Oh, I had to, yeah, we had to pay for my Xbox 360 with Venmo. Oh, I yeah, have, yeah. I was like, oh, do you, did I, I just didn't have cash? I don't know, whatever. Um, Weird. You had cash for like one thing and then you found something else, I think. Oh, that's That put problem. you over, yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't have kept looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adi. Yes. Uh, I read the news. <laughs> I got a good one, Adi. What do you mean? Uh, so this is a, I read, I read the news. Uh, I'm going to just start reading this story. Okay. James McKenzie spat out a piece of his tongue onto the street after Bethany Ryan, 27, had ripped it off with her teeth during an incident in Edinburgh. The gull then flew down and grabbed the muscle, making off before the injured man could retrieve it. No. <laughs> so what happened is... This is in Scotland. This guy and this lady who did not know each other, they were strangers, started fighting about something. Wow. And the lady then got up in the guy's face and he was like, there was kind of some shoving going on. Yeah. And then the lady leaned over and kissed the guy very strongly and bit his tongue off. What? She bit off a two centimeter by three centimeter chunk of his tongue and then she spit it out. That's significant. She spit it out and a seagull swooped down and grabbed it and flew away. <laughs> That's so much of someone's tongue. That's a lot of your tongue, yeah. Um, people in the town said that she was known to be the local crazy. Uh, so, yeah. So don't kiss crazy people who are going to bite your tongue off and accidentally feed oh, it to a seagull. That's awful. <laughs> My favorite thing is that the seagull made out like a bandit. <laughs> Ow. Howdy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Politics are dumb. So we, we talked about it last show, but the update is Nira Tandon has finally dropped out of the running for being director of Office of Budget of Management of whatever the title is. Uh, <laughs> she was only going to get 49 votes because uh, she, well, people don't like her because of her mean tweets is what people are saying, which is not the whole picture. Um but apparently Lisa Murkowski, Republican from Alaska, uh-huh. was in talks with the Biden administration. She was going to flip her vote from no to yes, that would, and that would let Neera Tandon become director. Yeah. Uh, in exchange for reopening Anwar, the Alaskan wilderness, uh, to drilling for oil. Um, so that's a big ask, that, isn't that's it? That's a, a huge ask. That's like a lot. Um, but they were considering it. And she'd actually spoken with Neera Tandon in person, and they were considering it. Um, and then today, or no, last night, late last night, it was announced that Neera Tandon had withdrawn her name for consideration, yeah. for nominee. Um, my personal pet theory as to what happened is they realized, okay, Bernie Sanders already hates Neera Tandon because Neera Tandon has done nothing but talk crap about him online and talk about Bernie bros and what terrible human beings they are and how okay. they're ruining everything. Everything in the world gets blamed on Bernie Sanders by near attended for some reason. This is part of the mean things that she says online. Um, so he doesn't like her. So he was already willing to whatever vote for her 
begrudgingly. Yeah. Uh, and then this thing happened with Lisa Murkowski. So he would also be essentially signing off on not just near Tandon, but also Anwar, drilling in the yeah. Anwar, which is a lot for him to get over. And some people were speculating that he might, in fact, still vote for Neera Tandon as director if he would. He could also ask the Biden administration to overrule the parliamentarian that said that they cannot increase minimum wage to $15 using budget oh, rules. Yeah. He was going to tell them, forget the parliamentarian, you don't have to listen to them, which they've done in the past. They don't actually have to listen to the parliamentarian. They can just fire him and get a new one. Um, it's un- it's an unelected position. It's not a, <laughs> an actual person in the government. Yeah. Um, so he would ask them to, to follow through on the Biden, Joe Biden promise of $15 an hour. And instantly, as soon as they realized that he has this power, my theory is they decided it's easier to just forget near and than to actually go through with the thing that you promised America. See that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's my, that's my theory. They were more than happy to look into drilling in Anwar. Right. But as soon as it comes to actually paying $15 an hour, they were like, oh, forget it. Yeah. He's going to ask for that. Yeah, I can see that. Bye, Nira. So she's going to get some other job. They've already announced she's going to get a job in the in the Biden administration, one that is doesn't have to get any approval of Congress. Anybody, so, yeah. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Keep, yeah. <sighs> Adi. Yes. It's a conspiracy. Tomorrow's a big day. What's happening tomorrow? We've talked about this before. Tomorrow's March 4th. Oh, March 4th. The real inauguration of Donald Trump is tomorrow, Adi. Or else nothing happens and then, you know. (laughs) Oh, I was thinking of May the 4th. May 4th. No, that's May the 4th. That's not what I'm talking about. I was uh, confused. Oh, the inauguration. So a right, of, right. A lot of QAnon types are very excited for tomorrow because tomorrow is the original inauguration day and the gov- or and uh, uh, military, not military, sorry. Police have already been warning that they, they were planning on, there was, uh, they apparently busted a bunch of people that were planning on blowing up the Capitol and killing as what? many Congress people as they could. Why isn't that in the news? Of course, this is probably not people who actually have any ability to blow up the Capitol, yeah. but they were plotting to do something. Um, and they've, in fact, uh, canceled the Senate uh, session that was scheduled for tomorrow, just in case anybody wants to get rowdy. Um, and again, so I'm going to just recap as quickly as I can the theory behind this. So the original inauguration date was March the 4th when the United States was founded. But at some point, United States got sold and became United States of America Incorporated. And every president since then has been a fake president, basically. And so when Donald Trump said that, said that he was ending his, his, uh, what did he, the ter- I'm trying to remember the term. He was ending this administration and mm-hmm. transferring to the next. Yeah. He was actually talking about himself as the new administration, right, right. the first president of the new proper United States of America, the unincorporated right. regular Why country. Why couldn't he tell anyone that? Because he operates in eight dimensional chess world. He's a genius. Why can't they all just, you know, come out with what the is actually happening? I have no idea. So that idea. We're, we're all aware of the truth. Um, but one other aspect that's coming into this is that the past few days, there's been a, t- a huge push on Twitter and on social media uh, to denounce deep fakes again. Remember mm-hmm. how we talked about that before, that deep fakes um, 
the theory is that after he starts his new uh, administration, there's going to be a lot of videos of Hillary Clinton and whoever else, Barack Obama, <laughs> okay. being taken away in handcuffs and possibly executed, but that the Democrats will say that it was all deep fakes. It's all deep fakes. None of it's real. So <laughs> this, is, this is a lot. <laughs> we'll see what happens. If tomorrow Donald Trump is not president, um, I think it'll just be another day. <laughs> wow. Adi? Yes. Um, I think it's, I think we should go to, um, why is this in this segment? I, I'll, every week I do this. What? Let's, let's, I've got my eye on somebody. Let's just get this. I need to move things around, but I've got my eye on somebody. This week. I've got my eye on the story writers for Fast and Furious 9. Okay. So as you are well aware, Fast and Furious 9 is the first Fast and Furious that is going to take place at least partially in space. I'm not quite sure how they figured out that that is going to work. Um, But here's my thoughts. If the writers of Fast and Furious 9 send the Fast and Furious crew into space and there is not some kind of a climactic scene where Dominic Toretto played by Vin Diesel does some awesome stunt in the Tesla that is up in space already. (laughs) If he doesn't like escape from an, you know, like a satellite laser or something in a car that's already up there. Yeah. I'm going to be very disappointed and I'm going to (laughs) use the power of my bully pulpit as host of double dungeon (laughs) to make sure that that movie fails. So, but you don't have to do that because you know that's going to happen. I don't think I don't know that they've got to they've got to work it in. He's got to drive the Tesla that's in space. That's that's Does it have only... to be a Tesla. Well, it's a Tesla. What do you want him to? They could. I mean, they could pretend it's a. You know, like just say, oh, remember they launched that car up into space? What did yeah. you just think that was a publicity stunt? That sounds like like a, yeah. it's definitely a line from that movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. So he needs to drive the Tesla that's in space. You that's like read the script already, and you're yeah, acting like so. you haven't. It's it's latent psychic abilities. <laughs> um, Adi? Yes. Uh, I think we should... Uh, let's go to the part where we actually uh, read an email. Always I want to be with you And make believe with you And live in harmony, harmony We'll talk about that drink in a second. We're getting there. Um, so we received an email. Oh, hooray. From listener Mike. Oh. Hey, Double Dungeon. I hope you're doing well during this NYC COVID winter. I would like to know Ari's opinion about New Jersey allowing cigarette smokers access to the vaccine while denying school teachers access, unless that teacher smokes, I guess. Do you have any thoughts on that? But why are they ahead of school teachers? You didn't hear about this? No. Yeah, school teachers you think I pay attention to New Jersey news? They weren't, they, they weren't deemed essential, but people who smoke it was considered a health risk and they determined the number of cigarettes that you need to smoke to be determined a smoker is more than 100 cigarettes in your lifetime that's five packs that's not that many cigarettes wow so i mean i i I don't know anything about their basis for it even though at, at first my my initial feeling about it is that it's messed up yeah uh they've done everything they can to not to ensure that teachers cannot get the vaccine. I have no idea why they're pushing them to immediately go back to school 
but they refuse to allow. Yeah, they're not all on Zoom. Yeah. There's. They're in front of kids who will go home, and even if the kids don't appear sick, could spread it to their families. I don't, I don't understand that at yeah. all. Uh, the letter continues, mm-hmm. and then I would like to know if Rafi thinks that dem- the Democrats will use the Harp weather control weapon <laughs> to make it uncomfortably muggy during the March Fourth inauguration of See, Donald Trump. I wonder Trump. why that's your question. <laughs> <laughs> it, to make it uncomfortably muggy during the March Fourth inauguration of Donald Trump, or if they will grow a pair for once and make it rain thunder. Bye. <laughs> uh, I That's do not, fantastic. I do not think uh, Harp will be utilized on the March 4th event. I think Donald Trump, uh, because he is taking control tomorrow, uh, will have shut down Harp again. Uh, and he, he knows better than to use weapons on American, sovereign American citizens. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, so if you have an email, give us an email. It's double dungeon at hotmail.com. Yeah. Uh, what? I feel like I I missed something from there was an e, there was a voicemail that I was supposed to follow up on whatever uh, let's go let's talk let's get those voicemails where are those voicemails this is actually a voicemail that we received two weeks ago but it's a follow up voicemail okay. Uh, at the end of last regular Double Dungeon episode, I asked Abram to call in and explain what exactly happened when the car fell off of the jack and we didn't tell anybody that it had, oh, yeah. that it had fallen off the jack. And so uh, Abram called in. So here's his version of the story. Hi, Double Dungeon. This is Abram again. Um, I just finished the episode and I heard Rafi talking about the time that the fit rolled off the jack and uh, crashed into the ground. So, the way, and I was just trying to, I was just telling this story to Yalita like a week and a half ago, and I realized I had never told her this story. Either. I think, it, I, I guess it, me and Rafa must have just kept this story to ourselves. <laughs> um, I didn't, I, I couldn't remember where we were going, and I don't remember why it was just me and Rafa, because typically whenever you go anywhere in Montana, everybody is there with you. So I guess we were going to whatever waterfalls but I don't I still understand why nobody was there but I do recall that <laughs> we had put it on the jack jacked it up um and it wasn't that the car like came crashing down it was like that it slowly lurched forward and I think that the reason that there there was no like actual damage that happened uh was that we were off on the side of the road and I, I think it might have rained the day before and so it, like, went into, like, I don't know, like a pebbly, softer dirt than anything else. And so, yes, I just remember that we jacked it back up and then uh, changed the tire, and and, and I, I guess we never talked about it. So, uh, yeah, and like I said, that car ended up getting totaled when that stupid lady drove through the four-way intersection and hit Papa. Um, and then proceeded to be very racist and, um, ask if he knew how to speak English to the police. And apparently it was an entire situation ordeal there. But that car was great. I, I missed the fit a lot. I love the fit. That was a really good car. Uh, but yeah, we, we definitely, definitely, uh, we're, we're big time idiots about, uh, doing things the right way. All right. <laughs> 
I think that's about right. I think that's how I, kind yeah. of, I remember it mostly. But yeah, it was. It's definitely funny that we just, without even saying that we weren't ever going to talk about it, <laughs> just didn't you talk about it. You both kept it to yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adi. Yes. I have a story from my life. So as people might be aware, I've been going to a lot of medical appointment stuff, which is also why I'm enjoying this not fantastic non-alcoholic beer Yeah. Um, because something's up with my pancreas and they don't know what. So I had to get a CAT scan yesterday. And so first of all, <laughs> let's start at the beginning. First of all, <laughs> my doctor had ordered a CAT scan like two months ago. And this this was the first opportunity they had to get me in was yesterday. And I was waiting, waiting. I started receiving email or letters, actual mailed letters from the health insurance company saying, you are not authorized to get this CAT scan. Yeah. Your doctor did not provide the documents needed to get this CAT scan. So I had to call his office, chase him around. They were chasing him around. And then finally, we got a call from him at 9.50 yeah. the other night. And he was excitedly telling me all about how he had gotten me the scan because he had to do a, per- a doctor-to-doctor call. And, you know, I didn't even know what I was asking for. And I, the whole time, I'm like, can I get the scan? Is that, is that, yeah. this is all I care about. Why are you calling me at 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night, 9.50? Um, so he very excitedly told me he got the scan. Yeah. So then the next day, I got a call from the insurance company. And it was like a robot call that was... Like, well, member services needs you to respond. So I, I got on the line. It's always what you want to hear. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, great. What's going on now? Yeah. Uh, and it connected me to a live operator. And the live operator was like, oh, my health insurance company. She was whatever. She was like, oh, how can I help you? And I was like, I don't know. You call me. Yeah. <laughs> how can you help me? <laughs> and so she had to look me up and she was like, oh, yeah, there's a discrepancy here. We have you going to, in Brooklyn when the place that I had to go was in Union yeah. Square. And I was like, that's not right. And so I gave her the name of the place. And she was like, I'm not seeing it. I'm just seeing this one in Brooklyn. And I was like, it's not in Brooklyn. It's in Manhattan. And she was like, mm, you know, I'm going to just, I'll make a note here, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, yesterday I go, I show up to the, it's a giant facility on Union Square, that Mount Sinai there. Yeah. And going in, it was exactly like the scene in Idiocracy, the doctor's office there, where everybody's just kind of like a zombie standing in line, <laughs> just shuffling. Because uh, we had to all get go through the COVID check-in first. Oh, And so everybody's yeah. like shuffling through. And they're like, here, put a, ma- a second mask on over your mask. And I was like, wait, isn't it supposed to go under them? It's supposed to go under. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. And they were like, put it over your mask. And I was like, okay, whatever. All right. So I did. And then I went up to the, uh, the actual radiology center i had to go like four different places before they finally sent me to the right place first of all which was annoying and that place is built crazy there are doors that the hallways are like big circles with little offshoots that are also circles like it i could have gotten so lost so easily in there um anyway so i finally found the desk i needed to be at uh, the lady was like, oh, okay, good. Did you do the forms online? The forms online, there was like 50 forms online. It took me probably an hour to fill out all the forms. I don't know why they they need that much information when they yeah. have my health insurance and everything and my medical records. Anyway, so uh, I go, I talk to her. She's like, okay, have a seat. Uh, somebody came out about 10 minutes later and was like, oh, here, I need you for your, your CAT scan. I, you need to drink this. It's a fluid. It's like CAT scan juice, but it's just water with something mixed in, a chemical that is picked up by the scanner itself. It's like an x-ray. And 
she was like, so drink it slow. Have one glass every five minutes or so. Um, I need you to drink. It's a huge, like a Nalgene bottle sized. That's and a she lot. Was like, yeah. yeah. She was like, you know, if you have trouble, just let me know and we'll, we'll try and work. And I was like, I can, I can handle a yeah. Nalgene bottle, especially because they had told me not to drink anything before I went in. So I'm drinking that. And I realized I drank like more than half the bottle in like 10 minutes because I was actually thirsty. And I was like, oh, I better pace this a little <laughs> bit. So I, she said I had to leave some in the bottom to drink right before I got the scan. So I'm drinking, drinking, drinking. And just then the receptionist, I'm like halfway through the bottle. This is 30 minutes into me drinking the juice. The receptionist is like, uh, Mr. Um, we need to actually, your insurance um, is, is put a hold on your scan. And I'm like, I'm already drinking the juice. You yeah. can't put a hold on my scan now. She was like, uh, so I'm going to give them a call. We're going to see if we can straighten this out. But they may need to speak to you. So just be ready to talk. And I was like... Just figure it out. I don't know. What are you supposed to tell I don't them? know. So she got on the phone and after, I'm not kidding, it was probably 20 minutes on the phone. Yeah. She finally got it figured out that they weren't in Brooklyn. That was the big thing. That's, the big hold Oh my gosh. So, but that's the other thing. So while I'm sitting there, I had to sit there for an hour and a half drinking this bottle of juice. Yeah. And the whole time I'm there, it's people talking to the receptionists and at least two people were denied cat scans that day that they were registered That's for awful. by their insurance companies yeah one guy was allowed but he was an older guy who was running back and forth with a cane like he must have been like 70 yeah running back and forth with a cane and he was like oh did it go through did it go through and they were like we haven't heard back yet i'm sorry we can't it's miserable. so he would run to the desk and then he would run and he would stand like three feet away from me staring at the tv screen watching st- stupid discovery channel that was not even in the right proportions it was all stretched out on the <laughs> that screen. always bothers you i hate it uh and then <laughs> so he ran over and he asked at the desk oh did it go through and they were like oh we haven't heard back yet give us a minute and yeah. he was like oh okay and he ran back to watch discovery channel and while he was watching discovery channel he let out a big fart right next oh, to my head no. which was very oh. annoying um and so then there's just a lot of a lot of very dumb people involved in this uh the other <laughs> So the other big thing that was happening was that it was apparently one of the receptionist's birthdays. And so random people from the building that were in related departments or whatever yeah. kept stopping by and wishing her happy birthday. But it wasn't just like, oh, happy birthday. I heard it was your birthday. Yeah. Oh, happy, have a good one. Bye. No, yeah. it was like, it reminded me of working at the Whitney when we worked there. Yeah. How all of the security guards, they had to make sure that they had like this whole you know, oh, you live a blessed life and may God watch over you yeah. on this special day. I love it. And it's like, just say happy birthday. That's all I need. Get I out of here. I kind of miss that. I, I don't. I definitely don't. And that's the other <laughs> thing is those guards at the Whitney, it, when it was New Year's, that was my least favorite time to work there because everybody had to say happy New Year, happy New Year, like looking you yet. in the eyes. And it was like a big thing to say to every single person, happy New Year but to they you. they really meant happy it. New Year. Yeah, but it's like. It's it's just it drives me nuts. Uh, I don't know why it just drives sweet. me nuts. Um, anyway, so they people were randomly stopping by, giving their spiels, their five minute spiels <laughs> about what a wonderful person. They've been birthday. waiting for this moment. Yeah, um, and then at one point, one of the guys came and said happy birthday to the girl, and then he's walking down the hallway. And he, somebody popped their head out of a door and was like, "I heard it was your birthday. Happy birthday to you!" To uh, the guy too. Yeah. And I was like, so now there's even more birthday wishes going around. <laughs> and at one point, finally, the two birthday people met up and were doing birthday wishes. Oh, that's... <laughs> the whole time, I'm like, is my insurance going to cover this scan? What is going on in this place? Peak birthday. Yeah. So 
the other drama was that there was one bathroom and it was a bunch of old people waiting to get CAT scans. And you know how old There's people only are. One there was one bathroom? bathroom in that area. There was another bathroom, yeah. but it was two circles of corridors away. Oh, and then your insurance will deny you if you leave that, that Probably, area. Probably, yeah. Um, so I had to watch all this bathroom drama going on as well, which was oh, just people sad. like, it was a pain. So, uh, let me, let me see where I'm at in my, in my epic here. <laughs> uh, okay. So finally I drank all my juice. Uh, they said, okay, uh, about 20 minutes late. They finally were like, okay, it's time. We can get you in for a scan now. Uh, come into this room. You have to put on this cloth gown, take off your pants, because no metal can be near the okay. scanner. Yeah. But they didn't tell me if I could put my shoes back on or not. So I was like, I'm putting my shoes back on. I don't know. There's no metal in them. So I'm wearing this gown, which there. she's like, okay, it closes in the back. So yeah. I put it on and I'm like, this does not, there's nothing, there's no way to close this in the bag. It's just open. <laughs> and I was like, they whatever. They don't care. Yeah, whatever. They're not spending money on the extra cloth. So then I go and she has to put in an IV because I'm getting it with contrast, which is like they inject you with yeah. iodine solution so uh so i'm i'm getting that all done whatever and i'm like so can i ask you and she's like yeah what do you what do you what do you want to know and i was like what did you just make me drink what is this stuff you just gave it to me and told me to drink it and then the lady left and she was like oh it's contrast solution but it's for your your gut like rather than the injection which is for the contrast there is for your veins um so I was like, okay, good. And then she was like, okay, now I'm putting this in. She put the IV unit in. She was like, now yours requires contrast, which is iodine fluid. And she said, it, you're going to feel really warm and you're going to feel a tingling in your bladder and it's going to feel like you peed, but I promise you, you didn't pee. <laughs> and I was like, you don't know me. And then, <laughs> so she's like, nobody's ever peed on the the, the thing. Just know no that one ever. Gonna, I, I don't believe that for a second. She said, uh, just, you know, it's going to feel like you peed. You didn't pee. It's just the oh, iodine solution. Imagine so not go, getting that heads up. So I go into the room and number one, I'm looking around and I'm like, this this room is kind of beat up. This is like a little <laughs> whatever. So I, I lay on the the bed, whatever. And I go into the scanner and they do the scans. It only takes like... It, was, it, took it was like, a facility before they switched over to Mount Sinai, if I'm thinking of the right place. It only took like three minutes to do the whole thing. Oh. Uh, the first one took literally 30 seconds to do the first scan. You just have wow. to hold your breath and go through. And then the second one, they have to inject you and wait for it to go through your body for a second. And immediately my neck is like swelteringly hot and my arms are all hot. And oh. I could feel my bladder was tingling, but it didn't feel like I peed. It just felt like it hot. Oh, that's good. Everything got hot. Uh, and then they did the second scan and then they wheeled me back out. And then they were like, all right, you're all set. And I was like, I need to get changed out of this outfit. And she was like, oh, there's a changing room right across the way there. Go ahead. And so I go into the changing room and the door is like a kitchen door in a restaurant where it opens both ways, but there's no way to like actually have it closed. (laughs) So I'm like, whatever, I guess I'm just changing in here. Why don't they have this? I I mean, like how many people have to go through this? I have no idea. So I changed, got all my stuff on, threw my thing in the dirty clothes, my my little gown, and I got out of there. Um, Wow. I'm trying to think if there was for anything For 30 else. seconds a minute, all of that with insurance and how difficult it is to even get your doctor to we give have, you a scan. And we have good insurance, too. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. So uh, it's wow. a pain. It, the whole thing is a pain. So I'm, I hope I don't have to go to... I already told you if I ever have to go to any hospital yeah. or medical center ever again, I need you to just put a pillow over my face. I'm not doing that. And it'll be done with. Adi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh Oh, <laughs> uh, I think we should, uh, let's, let's make some money. I got the brains, you got the looks, let's 
right, so I've decided this week to sell out. We've got our product right here. Okay. It's Garden Fresh Gourmet brand oh. corn chips. Oh, hooray. Here, have I one while one? we're eating. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't. So Garden I can, Fresh. I can chew on the air. Garden Fresh Gourmet is available at Kroger and King Supers brand supermarkets, in addition to a whole bunch more. We get ours at Mr. Plum, and they're on sale for two ninety nine a bag, and it's a big bag, like a what a sixteen ounce. I can't bag? wait. Uh, fourteen ounce. It's because they're best before March twenty sixth, so they're expiring soon. <laughs> um, but they're delicious. These ones are Garden Fresh Gourmet Jack seasoned, which has like a little bit of chili and a little mm, bit of lime and a little bit of garlic. It's tasty, and the crunch is great. I gotta say, these are some of the best corn chips that we've ever gotten outside of like actually restaurant made ones yeah the good thing is that they're not like doritos where it's like too mealy you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and they're not like some of the ones that are labeled as totopos where they're it's like too thin and it just flakes off immediately this is like a good corn chip it's just it's a very highly recommend Mm -hmm. and that was tasty and this the jack special seasoned one again it has like a little bit of chili on it and a little bit of lime. And so it's good with even just like guacamole. It gives it just a little extra. So Garden Fresh. Yeah. You can get it. Again, it's at uh, King Supers and Kroger's. It's kind of more expensive, actually. I think it's like five ninety nine a bag normally. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. But so we're never buying this if we move away from Mr. Plum. We're never buying it because they're going to sponsor us because we're talking oh, right. about oh. how great they are. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Garden Fresh Gourmet. Their chips are good and you should get them. Howdy. Sponsor us. Yes. I have latent psychic abilities. So this is a prediction. Okay. The USPS, the Postal Service, unveiled its new car that they're going to use for mail delivery because they have not updated the mail trucks in like 30 years. Uh, the ones that you see on the street apparently get terrible gas mileage. And so what they did is they updated the, the postal service car. They made it smaller. They're hoping to make it electric. And what they did is they like shortened the body of it a lot. So it's super low to the ground, but they raised the cab up really, really high. So that the person inside has more room to stack packages uh, and it's going to be easier to work around in. My issue is, and my prediction is, yeah. they are going to radically, either radically redesign the the USPS truck of the future or there are going to be mailmen who are killed because of the design. Because they're going to be driving these little short, very, very low to the ground cars with yeah. a tall clearance in the suburbs. Where people are driving these lifted trucks or F three fifty or four fifties, and they're just going to get decapitated when one of those backs into it or over it. You really think so? I really think that they're they've got to think that gonna... design through. Yeah, they've got to rethink that design because the the current bumper height on the, I looked at the, more of the photos. The current bumper height, even like an average SUV, is taller than the roof of this prototype that they're building yeah. out. So they're going to have to figure something out. It should be a little higher off the ground or it's going to need like bumper guards or something. So I hope they haven't started any kind of major production on it. Yeah. That's disturbing. Just to to reflect on. I agree. Adi. Yes. Everybody's everybody's stupid but me. (laughs) 
I was reading a hilarious thread of people talking about bad school policies. And my favorite example, which I had never heard of before or never thought through, I should say, is that they were talking about a school that had instituted the zero tolerance policy for fighting. Anyone who was involved in a fight was automatically uh, suspended from school. Whether you were the aggressor, somebody could just walk up in the hallway and punch you in the face and you were both getting suspended from school. And because the penalty was super strict, whether you were fighting or not, what that led to is as soon as a fight started, people both realized they were getting suspended. So rather than stopping, they just went all out. <laughs> they went like WWE all out. Apparently people were hitting each other with chairs. There was a cricket bat involved. People were just like slamming into each other because they knew they were getting suspended no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. yeah. So, Bad policy. And it's like, there's no double jeopardy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I, that's... I had never thought through but yeah that is exactly the kind of game theory story that i really enjoy where unintended consequences Adi. yes um i remembered a glitch today that i want to talk about it's not really a glitch it's a manufactured glitch there were, there was in the early 90s, there was a model of Barbie and a model of G.I. Joe, both made by the same company, that were the full-size dolls, but they came with a voice box that, uh, like Barbie, it would talk about shopping, G.I. Joe would talk about war stuff, but you could put, put batteries in and you could push the button and your action figure would talk. And there was a group in the Lower East Side of artists and, uh, I guess... I don't know how I would describe it, but the, the, this news story describes it a little bit that I'm going to read. Um, what they were doing is they were buying the Barbie and the G.I. Joe, taking them home, swapping the voice boxes, and then returning them for the stores to resell with swapped voice boxes. What? So the result, here's, the, I'm going to start reading. The result is a mutant colony of Barbies on steroids <laughs> who roar things like, attack, vengeance is mine, and <laughs> eat lead, Cobra. The that's great. The emasculated G.I. Joes, meanwhile, Twitter, will we... Oh, that's weird seeing Twitter in a non... Yeah. Not referring to the website, because this is from 1993. Twitter, will we ever have enough clothes? And let's plan our dream wedding. Ugh. Included with each doll is a leaflet from the group claiming credit and calling itself, appropriately enough, the Barbie Liberation Organization. Yeah. The leaflets list the group's telephone number, as well as those of television stations and newspapers in the area where the doll was purchased. Buyers who agree with the group's anti-sexist, anti-violent agenda are urged in the leaflet to call these news organizations. Wow. I remember this being a story when I was a little kid. Really? Reading about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, I... That's funny. I think it's a great project. And very funny. Uh, Adi. <laughs> yes. I remembered uh, a time that I was up to no good. <laughs> if I can find the... Fun. Fun to do bad things. This is one of the more difficult to speak about crimes that I've ever committed. Oh, are you serious? Yes. Okay. When I was a kid, <laughs> my dad used to have a jewelry table 
where he would work on all of his jewelry projects. Yeah. And on the jewelry table, he had a magnifying glass. It's like a, a big magnifying circle glass with a fluorescent light that goes around the glass so you can look through at whatever you're working on and it magnifies it, right? And one time I was playing with his torch, which I shouldn't have been playing with because <laughs> I was a kid. Of course you were. <laughs> playing with his torch. And I'm like, it's going and I've got, you know, blow torching. <laughs> and then I'm like, ooh, let's do this. And so I aimed the blow torch at the magnifying glass, basically at my face, but through the magnifying glass. Why and would it, you do that? I, don't, I was a stupid kid. I don't know. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there blow torching the magnifying glass and it cracked from the heat. And uh. like... It's been cracked for I don't know twenty five oh, years no. or more, maybe thirty years, uh, and it was it was me. I'm confessing to the crime. <laughs> you confessed before? I don't think so. <laughs> so <laughs> it was Abram's fault. He's the one that did it. <laughs> Adi. Yeah. I have a gross story. So maybe a week ago, I bought some chicken and I have a bag that I use on a daily basis and have since COVID started, uh, be well, especially because COVID starting and them banning grocery bags happened at like the exact same time. Yeah. So I've been carrying around this L train vintage giant tote that actually folds up nice and flat. So I stick it in my back pocket. So whenever I go to the grocery store, I use the same tote, um, I had bought chicken and the grocery store had done a poor job of packaging up the chicken. And so it was like, I, you know, I was putting the groceries away and the chicken leaked all over the inside of the bag. Right. There was juice. Yeah. Like a puddle of juice. Ugh. So I went and I got the sponge out of the sink and I scrubbed it all down. And then I got the rag and I wiped it all out and I thought it was done. Good job. I left it to dry for a minute. And when I went, went back and checked, it was dry. So I folded it back up. And put it away. The next day, I put it back, uh, pulled it out from its storage spot and put it in my back pocket yeah. like I always do. And I went to the grocery store because I can't remember what I was buying. Maybe it was two days later. The point is, I get to the grocery store and I go to open the bag. And the way that I open the bag usually is because it's all <laughs> folded up. I kind of like fluff it out like, yeah. you have, like a pillowcase. And this just wave of death smell. <laughs> just was like wafting all over the grocery store. <laughs> and I was like, ah! ah! And I was like... So I was panicking because I was like, oh, man, is it this garbage bag It's the, or is it the, the tote bag that I had? Yeah. And it was. And I had a, that's the thing is like I, I didn't have anything else to put the groceries in. So I was like, oh, man. OK, so what I did is I stacked all the groceries in there as neat as I could. Just pay for a paper bag. I guess I could have. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I forgot that they do have other bags. Uh, so I stacked them in there. And as soon as I got home, I like scrubbed everything with bleach. Yeah. And then I took the bag and I sprayed bleach all inside of there and washed it all out. It was disgust. It smelled so bad, Adi. It was like, it was just, it smelled just like rot, like just straight rot. Yeah. It was, it was disgusting. I, I thought where you were going with this was uh, talking about when you took out the trash today and you got whatever in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, our landlord puts the garbage out. We have the giant 50 gallon garbage cans outside that yeah. he puts a black plastic garbage bag in and then uh at the end you know at the end of the week or actually it's every other day right when they pick up garbage like i have twice no idea a week or whatever twice yeah. a week uh he takes a black plastic garbage bag out and he does a very specific fold roll down and then tie 
and he puts it out on the curb. Yeah. But the thing is, he, when he takes out the garbage, and when I think to take out the garbage, is two completely separate time windows, and he always does that in the morning. Yeah. So I always end up having to unroll it all, open it up, put our garbage in, and then roll it all back up. I do this pretty much twice a week because we wow. never take it out at yeah. the same time. Um, so today I unrolled it all. I put it in there and I went, I kind of like had to fluff to get the air out so that I could roll it back up and tie it. And when I did that, a bunch of garbage juice like went into my mouth and it was, it was just <laughs> disgusting. It was disgusting. So I immediately ran in and washed my hands. And I mean, what am I going to do with my mouth? I don't know. You have the mouthwash. Oh yeah. Well, that's coming up. We're going to talk about that. Don't you worry. Um, Adi? Yes. Uh, I have stories that used to be about work, but now it's just about bars and restaurants and work type places in general my question is has anyone actually received a call from a restaurant contact tracing form someone, have you heard of anyone must have. have you heard of anyone no if you've received a call or had to make a call Give us a call. Yeah. Double Dungeon at Hotmail.com. I have no idea. I only hear about people hearing from like their friends. Like, oh, you were with me the other day. You should get tested because yeah, I yeah. found out I was, you know, I, yeah, I haven't heard about from an establishment. I haven't establishment. heard of a first person yeah. account of a contact trace from a yeah. restaurant. So, And I have a good chance of hearing from them because I put my actual information on the forms. You don't put Jack Johnson? No. <laughs> <laughs> Adi. Yes. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of food. <laughs> so the other day I made a dish that I am kind of working on, which is baked rice. But I made baked fried rice, which doesn't sound right, but it actually came out really good. So you saute... I, I did sausage, so I wanted, since I was doing fried rice, I wanted something somewhat Asian-ish. The closest I could find is an andouille sausage, which actually worked out fine. Yeah. So andouille, you dice it up Asian style where you quarter it and then chunk it. Um, you saute that with onion and garlic, saute it, cook it all down, and then you add rice and toast it, toast the rice, and then you add an appropriate amount of stock and you cook it for th 30 minutes covered in a 375 degree oven. 30 minutes. Then you open it up and on the top of the rice, it's still not cooked yet all the way on the top of the rice. You're going to add all of your diced vegetables that you would normally put into a stir fry. So frozen peas, onions, carrots, celery, whatever you normally put in fried rice. Yeah. And then you don't stir it. You just put the lid back on and stick it back in the oven for 10 minutes, five minutes, five minutes. I think it's probably better if you like your vegetables a little, ten uh, a little stiffer. Yeah. Take it all out. And then you fluff it all and you just stir it all together and it comes out amazing. It came out really good. So, and it was super easy. So I highly recommend trying it. Yeah. Um, you can also look up, I think there's a baked fried rice food wishes, which is where I got the idea. Um, and it was super easy, very simple, very quick. Uh, I highly recommend it for a weeknight dinner. Yeah. For people. Um, I also wanted to touch on, I made some, another food wishes recipe, which was the boiled then baked pork ribs which came out amazing the first time and then i was like all right i gotta make another batch of these because we went through that first batch real fast it was fast they're so, so good this time i was like you know what i'm gonna try instead of actual ribs i'm gonna do more like a 
the Chinese barbecue, which uses pork leg. So I bought a pork leg and I deboned it and I cut it all up and I processed it and I cooked it all correctly and I baked it and it came out and the pork was that stupid, funky, (laughs) terrible, nasty, poop tasting pork. I am not buying any more pork from the grocery stores here in New York. It's all bad. It's all bad. You sound like Charlie Brown and and they're like Lucy with the football. Yes, it's I'm not doing it anymore. Not doing it. No more pork. It's it's, I, I don't understand why they can't figure this out. Your pork tastes like poop. I'm not buying no it anymore. No one's complaining about it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, maybe the mama said to go complain. I should go yeah. complain. Um, Adi. Yes. I have a story that I remembered about Papa. I was just remembering the other day that Papa for some reason, used to love watching Big Bang Theory. (laughs) And we all hate Big Bang Theory. But he would just have it on, and you would complain about it, and he'd get mad. Oh, like mad that you were (laughs) complaining about the show that he liked watching. It's a terrible, that show is atrocious. A lot of people like it, though. Why? There's nothing redeeming about it. And I don't even think Papa could explain why he liked watching it. It was It's a terrible show. I think he was watching it because it was on. It was one of those things like like when I started watching MASH all the time, because one summer I realized it was always on every late night, and I started watching it because it was the thing, it was the only thing on to watch. Yeah. So I don't think he had any good reason to watch Big Bang Theory. And <laughs> I, I don't, don't feel bad about telling him I didn't like Big Bang Theory. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Adi? Yes. Uh, I got some junk this week, actually, finally. This week, I got a puzzle that was a gradient from purple to pink, small puzzle, and it was brand new in the box. Uh, So we opened it up and we did it, and it's very small. It's like eleven by seventeen, I think. Um, It's it was actually because it's it literally is just all it does is go from purple on one end to pink on the other. It's actually kind of interesting to solve because what you do is you just lay out the color bands and then you go through and figure out where they all fit and then you're done. Yeah. It, I think it took us maybe 15 minutes. It's so it was actually relaxing. it was a very it was a very zen puzzle experience. Yeah. Um the other thing that I got was a Mountain Dew lit sign that you failed to tell me was going to be at the junk pile, even though you knew it was going to be there. I knew it was going to be there. I had seen a picture of it on Mutual Aid Group's uh, Slack channel. And you didn't tell me it was going to be there. And I it's a vintage. I... It's a vintage sign. It's illuminated. Of course, I and it's got a clock in it. <laughs> of course, I want that. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, I should tell him. And then I thought maybe he's just going to tell me it's like not as good as the other ones and i psyched myself out but by the way like 20 seconds later you had already got it so (laughs) can't keep the junk from me adi yes let's talk about oh Oh, yeah you're right what i'm drinking we found three hard kombuchas in a trash pile i found them uh somebody was moving out and in their detritus is that how you pronounce that word I think that's right. There was uh, three unopened kombuchas just sitting there. So I got you some kombucha. Yeah. What, is this one good? Um, 
I mean, I, I think a lot of people would like it. I'm not really into it. Some okay. of it's kind of like perfumey, but well, let's let's not plug it then. You know, yeah, I'm more interested in, in the, the what the June Shine that you found. June Shine, yeah, yeah pineapple. I know that I like something. that one. Yeah. I've tried that one. So. Um, let's talk about something that you want to talk about. Unbeknownst to you, okay, I signed you up for an appointment to Warby Parker. Oh yeah, this Friday. So we're gonna go get you some new glasses. Are you excited? Thank you for doing that. I'm excited. I need a new prescription. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you sign me up for that? Or yeah, am I, just... I did. No, oh, okay. I signed you up for a new because, prescription because I. Because it's been I'm like, what, oh, like I have five to years? Fake, fake a prescription or something. Um, since I had an eye exam. Yeah. No, it's been six years. I was there when you had your last. Or I was. Minus. I mean, I was with you when you got your glasses last time. I think. Right? Oh, okay. maybe it hasn't been six years then. It's been a while. No, no, no. I think it... Whatever. Something like six... Uh, yeah, six years. Sorry, everyone. Yes. Um, I'm excited. I Yeah, I would like some new glasses. Um, the ones that I've I've had are, are kind of scratched. And yeah. I just need a solid pair. Um, the location that's near us, there's a location within about a 10-minute yeah. walk, 15-minute walk. Uh, is booked solid for the next like three weeks, so we wow. have to go. We have to go kind of further away. That's but, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And I while I was on the phone, because their website is like messed up, where it was just looping. It was like, oh, please input your information to book this slot, and I did, and then I press enter, and then it just circles for like two. Uh, like I'm not exaggerating, two yeah, minutes, I've and been then it would come it, around, yeah. and then it would say, okay, just put your information in, we'll book this appointment, and I did again, and then two minutes, and I was like, what is going on? So I called it's like them. Like trying to get a vaccine. I called them. Mm-hmm. And the lady was like, oh, there's an appointment in Flatbush today, which is where we're going to go. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, sure. What time <laughs> What time is that appointment? This is at 1245. Yeah. She said, oh, it's a 1230 appointment. And I'm like, is there, <laughs> is there time travel involved here? How am I supposed <laughs> yeah. to make this appointment? So um, I'm glad I'm glad you're going to get some new glasses. I'm excited. Um, I have a... Oh, go ahead. Wait, wait. I have a question. Yes. While we're on the segment that I want to hear about. Why are people into bucket hats again? Bucket hats? Yeah, like what's the deal with that? Like I, I volunteer for a group and there are a bunch of people who are maybe college, typical college age. The whole whole WhatsApp chat conversation that I had to mute about bucket hats and how excited they were to go petition with their bucket hats. And I, I don't understand I'll it. You, it's I'll frustrating. I hate it. Here's what the bucket hat thing is. <laughs> people, designers have to come up with something ridiculous, right? And then they sell the yeah. kids on the ridiculous thing only in a couple of years down the road to turn around and say, remember how ridiculous that was? Yeah. Stop wearing it. You can't wear that. You got to wear the new ridiculous thing. Terrible. And that's how fashion works. But then every 10 to 15 years, maybe 20 years, you can turn around and find that ridiculous thing that you invented a long time ago yeah. and you sell it to the kids again. It's cool. Hey, remember those things that were cool and then not cool? Well, now they're cool again. It's, so that's what's up with bucket hats. This is a huge mistake. We went to we've talked about this before. We, we went have, to Urban Outfitters, yeah. and the entire the only hats they had on hand were bucket heads. So that's how you know it's just being pushed. Uh, it's being pushed really, really hard. It's not. Me out. I it's not. I don't think it's one of those things where they're responding to people wearing bucket hats. I think it's one of those things where they're like, okay, well, uh, let's just do bucket hats this year because there's yeah. nothing else. So yeah, dumb. Adi, <sighs> I have a recommendation that's actually a good one.
have a recommendation, and I have to rescind a previous recommendation. What? Yes, this is the first ever recension, recension, rescinding, Rescend. whatever, Rescind. of a recommendation. Rescind. So the first thing is, Rescind. I had been going to my dentist for like two years, uh, and saying I told Barbara, our dentist, that when I flossed a certain tooth, it tasted like musty. It tasted like an attic. When I did it. Gross. And she was like, I don't know what that is. Just, you know, keep brushing. Keep flossing. Yeah. It'll be fine. I don't see anything. So it's fine. Whatever. And then the other day I was like, what? We we have mouthwash. We always have that. So gross. What is that mouthwash that we have? Act. Act. We have act. And I was like using it and it didn't help. And I was like, oh, this, this stinks. So finally one day I broke down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just burn it out. I'm going to. <laughs> so I, I went and got the smallest little flask, sippable flask yeah. of Listerine, actual yeah. Listerine, the Legit. green stuff that is like, it hurts to keep it in your mouth. Yeah. So I got that. And after like three uses, that, that, that whatever is gone. Amazing. I don't know if it was gingivitis. I don't know if, what it was, but halitosis. I have no idea. Yeah. Gone, completely gone. And I like completely forgot that I was even using Listerine and didn't use it for like weeks. And it's gone. It's been gone. Yeah. It, it just That's killed great. whatever that was. So. Good. Yeah, it's great. Listerine. Get some Listerine. All right, now I have to rescind my previous recommendation. Previously, I had recommended the underwear at Uniqlo. You lost my recommendation. Oh, yeah. It's over. I just bought Aww. another six pairs. We talked about it on the show that we were by yeah. Trump Tower. They they changed it. So quickly, the, too. The fabric is garbage now. It's like transparent now. It's super... Th- I've like, noticed that. <laughs> it's super thin. It's terrible. Yeah. And then the the sizing is like slightly smaller, which the only logic I can think is that it, it had been the same size for yeah. years. And now all of a sudden it's like slightly smaller. And it's not that I got fatter because I have some of the old underwear too. Uh, <laughs> slightly smaller. So I'm assuming maybe they're cutting a little bit less fabric in each pair. I don't know. I don't know. But and then the other thing is even some, some of the more recent stuff that the fabric was okay, they all ripped at the exact same yeah. time in the exact same way. It's like it was pre-designed to after a certain number of washes just disintegrate. I don't know. It's terrible. So I'm not buying it. You should write them and be like, I, I, I'm, I'm very, watching you and I know it's crappy I'm now. I'm very disappointed in yeah. them. So their socks are still okay. Although even their socks, I noticed uh, I yeah. noticed even their socks, like after a certain number of washes, even the ones that have been, are fairly new are getting holes. So yeah. And it's, it's like... And they used to last a lot it's longer. It's like six washes before they fall apart. So I don't know who not designed much, this, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's not good. Cutting costs. So Uniqlo... I gotta find that stinks because now I have to find a new underwear company. Rescind, rescinded. I don't know. Adi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We have a uh, a follow up to some other oh. previous stuff that happened. I have to remember where I put this, and uh, there it is. <laughs> we talked previously about trying to go to coffee shop in our neighborhood and being unable to get in oh, it's yeah. a new coffee shop yeah we don't have to name it but it's a very new very small independent coffee shop they do their own roasting and they're supposed to have a wide variety of coffees available which i was excited to try uh so we went once and the guy there was one person and he was interacting yeah. with one customer we waited for more than five minutes yeah it was at least seven yeah and before leaving because this was just not going anywhere so he, the other he was day, no longer like make in the process of making anything. He, he was, was just like just talking. talking. Yeah. yeah. So the second time we went, there was one person in line. I was like, we're going to get coffee this time. There's only yeah. one person in line. How long did we wait this time? 
Not as long. Not as long. Not we were yeah, like maybe over a year. It. Well, but, yeah, you were very over it. But even the girl in who was being helped was like she kept confused over, as yeah. to what was going on, what the holdup was. So this coffee place is off of our list. <laughs> I'm never supporting them. I'll try them when I'm it. alone. I'll yeah, buy when you're you alone, something. You can try. Um, <laughs> and I have one other follow up. Disappointing. Actually, I have two other follow ups. Oh, okay. Two other follow. We have Whoa. a lot of follow ups this week. Number two is this Tamagotchi wakes up too early. Oh, it's 730, so too early. Yeah. 730 is unacceptable. He's been chirping like every day. The sun is barely coming up and he's chirping saying that he pooped. What happened? Yeah, like I wasn't aware of It didn't used to be like this. It used to be like 8 o'clock or even yeah. later. What do you think happened? I think we have to take the batteries out. That's my solution. Um, <laughs> right, kill off the bloodline. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, China, this is a follow-up. China announced that they are going to be doing mandatory anal swabs for all foreign travelers entering China. What are you talking about? The anal swabs for COVID. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, but what are you like? They just announced today China is going to be doing like mandatory. News story? Yeah, it was on the New York Post, which is a tabloid, but New York Post. close enough. Okay, so this is a non story. <laughs> Anal swabs are Post? coming. So, Adi, I have some thoughts that don't fit anywhere else. <laughs> So I was reading about an investment scheme that was used in the 1700s in particular to fund public works. One example was that it funded a toll bridge. Um, and the way that this investment scheme works is you get a group of people to all submit money. In this case, it was 300 livre, livre, livre. I don't know what that currency was, but 300 livre, L-I-V, R-E-S, okay. whatever it is, leave her. Um, and what happens is each person then gets one share of the uh, the dividends of this project that are paid out. Uh, I think it was monthly. These are paid out. And so as time goes by, people start dying off who had invested in this. And those shares are then, those accounts are closed out and everyone else absorbs the number of shares and the payouts. So the payouts get larger as time goes by and as people die off who invested in this project. And at the end of the project, it got to the point where there was one person alive who was getting all of the tolls from the bridge. The entire amount of tolls that were being wow. taken in was an, an annuity. So that's like, it's basically like you're gambling on being the oldest lived person okay, yeah. in this group. And usually, apparently, they also do it by age brackets. Like, there's a five-year, seven-year, ten-year differential. Anyway, the point is... So, this is how they used to fund public projects, and they were, it was very popular for a while, and it's called a tontine. Um, so, I was reading about tontines, and they gave some examples. That was one example, was a bridge in France. Another example was, uh, it was not a bridge, it was a hotel called the Tontine Hotel in Ironbridge, England. And so, this hotel is called the Iron Bridge Hotel because it was it's near one of the first cast iron bridges that was ever built to replace stone bridges. Okay. And it crosses a gorge. And the interesting to, thing to me is that this is how boring things were before <laughs> TV and radio and internet was invented. The Tontine Hotel was built because this cast iron bridge 
had so many visitors to the area just yeah. to see the bridge. Oh, wow. That's great. So it's actually a pretty bridge. They they completely renovated it. And uh, they actually had to fix a lot of it because it was falling People apart. People still visit bridges. Look, we got the lights in the Kosciuszko. Oh, God. It's <laughs> terrible. So, yeah. Thanks, so people, there were There were people going to that area just to view the bridge. It was considered a, a marvel of the, re of the Industrial Revolution. Oh. So, I've got to look that up. Yeah. I Neat. thought it was interesting. Adi. Yes. I have a question. So we're in a recession slash possible depression, right? Okay. How come nobody's eating tuna casserole? That's what like do you mean quintessential. Tuna How do you know? When's the last time you heard of anybody eating tuna you casserole? You live in Brooklyn. I guess you're right. We're not going to hear anyone are talking you, about tuna are casserole. Are you eating tuna casserole, listener? <laughs> Give us a call. <laughs> Send us an email. Maybe a follow-up. Doubledungeon at hotmail.com. I want to hear. Are you eating tuna casserole? I might I might even make a tuna casserole this that week. That sounds good to me. I want a tuna casserole. I, I don't think I've ever made tuna casserole. I bet I could figure it out. I'll just oh, watch it. Oh, you definitely I'm could. Sure, I'm sure Yours would be delicious. I'm sure Food Wishes has it. That's my double. A wonderful man. recipe. I'm going to look it up after this. Um, Adi? Yes? What are you looking forward to? You gotta do what? I gotta believe. Um, the weekend we send people aren't gonna call me. You know what I'm looking forward to? <laughs> what? I'm looking forward to not traveling to China and getting anal swabbed. Oh my god, this again? <laughs> I think it's time to get out of here. <laughs> Fun, fun to do bad things. As always, people should call their mothers. It's a good thing to do. 